One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. As you look around, you're able to see that a number are not with us. We let the vulnerable make their own choice, but we have asked many others to stay away that had symptoms in their family. We consider each family a family unit. So as you look around, everyone that's not here has a reason to not be here and due to illness. Leon and Francis are not here. They made the choice, and I encourage them subtly to make the choice as one of our vulnerable couples not to be here today because there's so many symptoms widespread. But, Sister Francis, I just want you to know this about her, and it's no different difference with her husband. She reminded me of Psalm 27.4, and it's one of her favorite verses of all time. And so that's what I just quoted to you. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. David had more opportunities to dwell in better houses and better surroundings with better people than anyone's ever had in his generation, but he said, it's the house of the Lord where I want to be, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and we're going to do that today, and to inquire in his temple as to whether Terah was 70 or 130 when Abraham was born. We have lots we can do today. I greet all of you that are here. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I greet all of you by live stream that are joining with us. I commend you that are here. I commend you that are viewing by live stream. Let us open our Bibles to Malachi chapter 3. Malachi, at the end of your Old Testaments. After God himself, the Lord Jehovah, Jesus is the main party in the covenants of God. Jesus is the main agreement with, with God, and he is an object of great blessings by the covenants that he would sit at God's right hand. He himself said for the joy that was set before him, he was happy to endure the cross because it was all part of God's plan to exalt his son in due time. So after God, Jesus is the main covenant party. As his arrival approaches in human history, Prophecies were given about him coming. Now, there had been a prophecy given in the Garden of Eden to the devil, Genesis 3.15, that the seed of the woman would bruise the devil's head with a fatal wound. But as we move through time, and the little chart that I sent you last evening covered the first 2,000 years of world history, as we move through the next 2,000 years of world history, prophecies are given, and there's a prophecy here in Malachi chapter 3 for the arrival of Jesus Christ. 400 years before Jesus would come. Jesus is the object and the great person of the covenants of God. He is the yea and the amen of all of God's promises. God's promises are put into force by the obedience and the integrity and the performance of the person of the Lord Jesus Christ in whose name we meet this morning. He's the yea and the amen of all the promises of God. 400 years before Jesus came, Jesus couldn't come just by himself. He was the messenger of the covenant. He was bringing covenant details that had been hidden from the world for 4,000 years, but he needed a messenger in front of him. So important was this transcendent event in human history. 
The 20 patriarchs that I gave you in a chart last evening are nothing. All 20 of them combined together do not come up to the stature of the Lord Jesus Christ. He needed a messenger to come before him, and he was the messenger of the covenant. And so we have Malachi chapter 3 and verse 1. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord, whom ye seek, shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. And so in this verse, we have a messenger, and we have the messenger of the covenant. The messenger of the covenant is the Lord Jesus Christ. The messenger coming before him is John the Baptist in this verse. The covenant messenger needed a messenger to prepare the people of God. If you look over to Malachi chapter 4, verses 5 and 6, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 17, we're told that John the Baptist came to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Right. So my question to you this morning is, are you prepared for the Lord? Amen. John the Baptist came 2,000 years ago to prepare that generation for the Lord. Let's make sure that we're prepared. Right. I commend and thank Adam, Zach, Zach, and James for praying in the back room this morning to prepare us for the Lord. Let's be a people ready for the Lord. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. John chapter 1 and verse 5. The people asked Elizabeth, What do you want to name this lad you've just had who's about to be circumcised? She said, John. Why in the world do you want to call him John? Get his father over here. See what he can write down for us. And as soon as he said, wrote down John, his tongue was loosed, and, it, and he takes off in Luke chapter 1. It's a wonderful, it's a long chapter, it's 80 verses, but there's wonderful verses there about John the Baptist and the Lord Jesus Christ and Zacharias and Elizabeth and Mary and Gabriel. Gabriel told Zacharias, I stand in the presence of God and you're going to ask me how your wife can have a son? You're going to be dumb for nine months. It's a, it's a beautiful little exchange. I stand in the presence of God. We're in the presence of God this morning. Let's be as enthusiastic and passionate about it as we possibly can be. Amen. Elijah the prophet equals John the Baptist without a doubt, and that's the only fulfillment of Elijah the prophet. Are you, are you ready and prepared for the messenger of the covenant? Because we're going to study his covenants today. Zacharias doubted Gabriel and suffered for it. Elizabeth conceived John shortly thereafter. Mary conceived the messenger of the covenant named Jesus. And then Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost. And so we turn over to Luke chapter 1, and we're going to go to verse 67, and I'm going to read a few verses to you from that passage. The messenger of the covenant is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the seed of the woman. He's the seed of Abraham. He's the son of David. He's the son of God. He is so great, he needed his own messenger to come before him. A man who had one little small task in life that only lasted a few months, and he was gone. And he did nothing of note before it because he was in the desert until he was used to point out the Lord Jesus Christ, John the Baptist. And here's his father speaking. 
under the blessing of the Holy Ghost. Luke 1, verse 67. And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the dayspring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel. This is real world history. This is history that you want to pay attention to more than any other history. This is history that matters. This is history that changed the world. This is history that's going to change the universe. When the Lord Jesus Christ gets all of his official and formal authority and power from Almighty God. I hope you noticed in verse 70 that the prophets from the beginning of the world had told about this one coming. I hope you noticed in verse 72 that the Holy Covenant was referenced. And in verse 73 it's called the oath. Because when God makes a covenant he often swears with an oath to add credibility and integrity to it though he needs no more but he does it for our sakes. In verse 76, here's Zacharias noting that his son is of less repute than the one that he's going to announce. And so he says, Thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest. You're not the day spring, but you're going to announce the day spring from on high. And then in verse 80, we're told that the child grew and waxed strong in spirit because he was after the spirit of Elijah, the prophet. And he came to announce the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you, are you prepared this morning? Do you know why we're here and we're not at St. Mary's downtown? Why we're not at Hampton Park? We're here because we believe the covenants of God in the fullest sense. And we want to worship the one of the covenant, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father in heaven, we bow before thee and we humble ourselves before thy glorious, sovereign presence. We can see in the pages of Scripture the 6,000-year plan that has played out so far of your great drama. We thank Thee that before the foundation of the world, 
you foreordained Jesus Christ of Nazareth to be given a flesh and blood body that he would lay down as a substitutionary sacrifice for us. We thank thee that you brought him in the fullness of time to be made of a woman and made under the law of Moses to redeem us and to redeem the Jews that were under that law. We thank thee, Holy Father, for the second and last Adam. We thank thee for the day spring from on high, which hath visited your people. We thank thee for John the Baptist that you sent before him to prepare his way. We thank thee that in your providential kindness and mercy, stretching from everlasting to everlasting, equal with your love for us, you have made us Baptists, following John the Baptist and the Lord Jesus Christ the Baptist. And we thank thee this day that we have prophecies of the Old Testament, fulfillment in the New Testament, to tell us many things about the great messenger of the covenant. We thank thee that he is the yea and the amen of all your promises. It's in Jesus' name that we trust thee for all things past, present, and future. And Heavenly Father, without collaboration, the young man that led our prayers this morning in the back room wanted to point out that for 4,000 years, men were not privileged to pray in the name of your Son like we are privileged to pray this day. And it's in Jesus' glorious name, the Son of God, the Son of David, the Son of Abraham, and the seed of the woman that we call upon thee. Have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, hear the prayers already offered, and bless our assembly. Bless the spirits of everyone that is here and their bodies, but their spirits first. Bless the spirits of those that are home and watching by live stream, and bless their bodies as well, but their spirits first. Unite our spirits by thy spirit, that together we might be lifted up in the praise of thy Son and of thy great covenants that you have planned before the world began to give us eternal life through the gift of your Son. Heavenly Father, we thank thee for America. We thank thee for health and strength for all that have it. We thank thee for the privilege of meeting in such freedom. We thank thee for our daily bread. We thank thee for countless things, but all of them combined together are nothing in comparison to the privilege of being beneficiaries of your everlasting covenant. Your son even told the apostles when they rejoiced that the spirits were made subject to them that they should not rejoice in that fact, but rather that their names were written in heaven. We thank thee that our names are written in heaven, and we ask thee this day that by your spirit and by your word you will bless us to see, to know, to remember, and to be moved by the things of the gospel of your dear Son, that we might be lifted up by our time together and go back into this world and live like the sons of God. Let us be living epistles of the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us. Cleanse us from all iniquity. Revive us again. Stir us up. Direct our attention and our focus. Keep us from being distracted by any other thing. And let us worship thee in spirit and in truth this day. These things we ask in the name of thy only begotten Son, our, thy holy child Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And it's in his name we say, Amen.
One thing have I desired. David wanted to behold the beauty of the Lord, but David never saw his son until that son ascended up into heaven and met David in the presence of God in his spirit made perfect that was there. Let us be prepared. It's a choice right now to be prepared and to continue preparing our hearts and minds for the worship of the Lord. Brother?